Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special emergency bonus episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I know. I really feel like it's right now. It's like when you're watching like The Price is Right, but then like ABC cuts through to be like, uh, we have to interrupt your regular schedule of programming for an update. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> Seriously, there are so many updates. I feel like, you know, we've been putting it on the story, not another true crime on Instagram. But I mean, we just have to talk about it. My, literally, my mom was texting me oh. about these updates because she watches the Today Show. So I was like, <laughs> all right, got to get Danny on the mic. We got to do this. We're doing this up. We're doing this up on a Thursday, Thursday Film Alive, because we got an update about Scott Peterson. Yeah, I feel like there's so much happening in the true crime world. Um, two cases that we have covered before, Scott Peterson and Crystal Rogers both have yeah. some big updates. Scott Peterson is a bit of a doozy. Crystal Rogers, we might be sort of careening towards an end. I think so. I feel yeah. like it's kind of, yeah. And I remember that we had talked about her case, but we didn't remember that it was hers. But remember, we were like, oh, there was a brother at the grandma's farm and it was raining. That was this. Yes. That was that case. Oh, my God. Yes. With the with the car. Yeah. The white car. Yes. Yes. The white car. I know it's like I feel like if we're ever interviewed by police, I will throw out like, I don't know, my brain will just jumble like a million useless facts and then maybe one good one. This is also why we don't work for the FBI, because I'm like, no, there was a white car. Excuse me. And they're like, please go home. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, no, that was somebody else. And you're like, <laughs> Truly. So let's I mean, let's talk about Scott Peterson first. That was the one that my mom was texting me about, obviously. Yes. Um I feel like the weird thing about Scott Peterson is I sort of remember as it was unfolding and I, I really do yeah. remember how staunchly anti-Scott the entire just oh. like country was. He was he was hated more than Scott Tissick, literally. <laughs> yes. So we are recording this on Thursday. So hopefully by the time this comes out, our information isn't, you know, out of date Outdated. unless they solve Crystal Rogers murder, in which case. Please don't we'll wait for it. us. Please go ahead. We'll take the L. We'll take the yeah. L. <laughs> yes, we will take it. But um, yesterday, Wednesday, there was basically this hearing going on. Um, Scott's sister-in-law, Janie Peterson, who at first I was like kind of excited, but it's Scott's wife's brother, not. Mm-hmm. No, Scott's brother's wife. Oh, my God. Let me do that again. I rewrote that wrong. Okay. So. On Wednesday, which was yesterday, um, Scott Peterson basically got one step closer towards a new trial because a judge set a date for a new hearing that is going to determine whether there was juror misconduct in his original trial. So it's kind of like it, it reminds me of the free Britney case because it's just like hearings to set a hearing. It's like a meeting to set a meeting. It truly it shows you just how much like even the law has to do all the bullshit meetings that we all have to do in our day to day. The judge is like this hearing could have been an email. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of how I feel. But I, I mean, I do feel like this didn't need to be a hearing. But in Here any case, um, there's going to be a hearing. Um, and on Wednesday, Scott's sister-in-law, Janie Peterson, who is his brother's wife, did an interview with today where she said that there's new evidence that she thinks is going to get Scott a new trial and eventually set him free. Hmm. So 
what is this evidence? If you guys didn't watch the documentary, I think it originally came out on A&E and now it's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. I think it's the murder of Lacey Peterson, but honestly, just search Peterson. You'll find it. Nancy Grace is in it. Um, It's a doozy, but it's a really interesting documentary that kind of puts forth um, an alternative theory of Lacey's murder. But this evidence. So if you did see that documentary, this evidence is probably not new to you, but if you didn't, here's like a quick summary. So um, basically at the trial, a neighbor testified that they saw the Peterson's dog Mackenzie inside the yard at 1015 a.m. But what wasn't heard in court was that at 1030 a.m. The mailman was at the house and didn't hear the dog, which when coupled with witnesses who say they saw a pregnant woman walking a golden retriever um, around that time. It kind of leads to the theory that Lacey was actually mm-hmm. out walking the dog when the prosecution said that Scott had killed her. Um, however, police claim that that was actually a different pregnant woman who was walking her dog that day. Then there's this issue of the burglary. There was. OK, so here's the thing. There is a theory that there was a burglary across the street the same day that Lacey disappeared, although police say that the burglary happened on a different day, or at least they said that at the time, but it was kind of contested in this documentary that if the burglary had happened on a different day, there would have been too many press vans outside of the Peterson house for any burglars to get away with it. So an alternative theory is that Lacey noticed the burglary happening across the street and maybe confronted the burglars and then they killed her. Or as Scott claims that she was killed by an unknown assailant while out walking the dog while he went fishing by himself. There's all these like new because it's you're showing all the things that we kind of accepted from the documentary as just like the facts are now getting right. some more questioning and a little more diligent stuff like that. There's just all the Yeah, there's all these theories because there was really never any evidence tying Scott to the murder. Everything was completely circumstantial so that's kind of why there's like all this possible evidence all these possible theories questions about the timeline of what actually Mm -hmm. happened um a neighbor diane jackson Mm -hmm. said she saw three men in front of a van on december 24th 2002 which was the day Lacey went missing and the police caught those burglars who claimed they had nothing to do with the murder but also like i feel obviously they would say that (laughs) no one's gonna be like oh yeah by the way right So back during the initial trial, we all know Scott was found guilty. He was sentenced to death by lethal injection. But there was actually an update last year. Danny, do you want to run through that? Yeah. So on August 24th of last year, the California Supreme Court kept the conviction, but they did overturn the death penalty on him, uh, which kind of shows that they... No, no one needed that. I think that there was a point. I could be totally wrong, but I do believe there was a point in California where they got I thought they had gotten rid of the death penalty. I thought so, so his too. sentence got commuted or like some something happened with that sentence, but but then I think it got like undone. Okay. But so okay, so his 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 death penalty is overturned and it was determined that the 2004 trial court errorously dismissed prospective jurors who opposed the death penalty because the juror questionnaire did not ask jurors if their views would prevent them from following the law. In like October- they basically would do they like they do the survey and they ask them, do you oppose the death penalty? Yes, no. The people who said yes, they dismissed, but they didn't ask them, like, well, are your personal 
beliefs going to keep that. you from following the law. So that was kind of the the basis because, of that. Yeah, I feel like a juror questionnaire, I would never get picked to be a juror. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that they filled out questionnaires. I thought they just kind of called people and asked them questions like well, on the stand. I just know. Yeah, I just know that they get interviewed because of 30 Rock when she fake, tried to. There fake we it. go. Yeah. Yeah. When she comes in the Star Wars costume. Yeah. And they're like, ma'am, this is New York. Yeah. I don't think it's fair for me to be a juror because I can read minds. <laughs> uh, but okay. in back to this. In October 2020, the case was sent back to San Mateo County Superior Court to determine if Scott should get a new trial based on jury misconduct. But. There's another avenue Scott has for an appeal. And spoiler alert, it also has to do with a juror, Rochelle Nice. Uh, the nice. Okay, well, Rochelle, Rochelle Nice will be nice. She's not nice, but. Yeah, I was going to say, Rochelle again, Nice, not, you, not that nice. Yeah. <laughs> the very, the juror who was very outspoken in the A&E doc uh, that's now on Hulu, like Sarah said. I'm pretty sure it is the murder of Lisa Peterson. She had the red hair. She alleged in 2000 that her boyfriend's ex, quote unquote, committed acts of violence against her and instilled her with, quote unquote, fears for her unborn child, kind of it would lead you to think that she would not be the most fit for this trial. Right. Especially because Lacey was like eight months pregnant. Yeah. She also had gotten a restraining order against her boyfriend's ex. And she also said her boyfriend beat her while she was pregnant. So I feel like if anything, this would this case for her would have just been very triggering. Right. Well, also in the A&E documentary, she was really outspoken oh. about, about how she did not like Scott. I think I'm pretty sure she has her juror number tattooed on her, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> that was not in the doc. That's just, oh my God, thinking some things. Yes. What was she, number seven? Uh, yeah. I yes, think so. number seven. Yeah. It's always number seven. But during jury selection, she told the lawyer she had never been a victim of a crime or involved in a lawsuit. I don't get Uh-oh. how they didn't check that out. I, I don't know. It's like, I guess they don't have time to pull yeah, I guess records pull, on everyone. So they I guess just you would assume no one would lie at, about that. Yeah, like honor system. But now he has real grounds for an appeal. Truly. So, so she says, and also her thing was, it didn't come to mind because she considered it as a dispute involving property or money. Quote, unquote, I did not interpret the circumstances leading to the petition for restraining order as a crime. I still do not, she said. I don't know. I'm just like, you might not, but I feel like the law certainly yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's like people being like, I did not think I ran through that red light. Well, you did, Tuts. Yeah. Or when the house, when Giselle on P- Potomac is like, I'm sorry if what I said was offensive oh. to you. And you're like, bitch. I mean, it's universally offensive. Like, I love you, but oh my God. You have anyway. no substance. When did I say that? Oh, just now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the defense said that she really wanted to be on the jury, which I also feel is a red flag. A huge red flag. A huge red flag. I mean, it was like the trial of the decade, you know, yeah, but not still. More, more dramatic than that. But I thought and I could I watched this documentary like probably two years ago. So I, I truly could be misremembering. But I was under the impression that I think she was an alternate juror. She was, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And also she sat for five months sans pay despite having four kids. So she and she had to borrow money from another juror. Yeah. So she was real dedicated to doing her civic duty. Yeah. So this is what the defense is saying. Quote, unquote, juror seven's conduct during jury selection was so unusual that the judge commented that she stepped up and practically volunteered to serve. Ironically, Nice's attorney claims that it was actually Scott's defense attorney who pushed for her 
They say he thought she'd be more liberal given her bright red hair. Whoops. You can't well, judge a book by its cover. Nope, you cannot. Uh, as told by Ginger this, yeah. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Scott's own sister agreed with overturning the death penalty, but said he's exactly where he should be in prison. So here's the thing, and I feel like this is a hot take. I don't, I'm genuinely torn on like if you think he Mm -hmm. did it or not, because on the one hand, there's like pretty much nothing tying him to it. But on the other hand, the way that he acted at the vigil, I just cannot get past like him calling his mistress at the vigil for his missing wife. Like, I just can't get past how, I don't know, just sociopathic that is. Because that's a hard thing. I'm like, are you a sociopathic piece of shit? A sociopathic piece of shit who killed your wife or somewhere in between? Yeah, I don't. And I, way, I just genuinely trash. don't know. And I, I really have tried to reason my way around, like, because we always try to be like, well, you can't judge how someone would act in a traumatic moment. And that is true. But I really know that I would not act like that. You're not going to call your mistress. Like, you know I, mean? I feel like I've had more concern for missing people who I don't even know. Yeah, Exactly. And also, the thing is, I think with all this to say, there is really strong ground for a mistrial. Yeah, I mean, I do think that he, I don't know that he got a fair trial. I feel yeah. like, because that's hard to say. I mean, at least, you know, in the media and in the public opinion, he was certainly like guilty before yeah. he was presumed guilty. And I feel also like cases have been overturned for less than this, too. Yeah, I don't know. It would be it'll be interesting to see if he does get a new trial. I don't know what the the outcome of that would be. I think it it would be interesting without the sort of media circus around it going like he's guilty, he's guilty to see if people would be able to actually weigh the evidence and determine if they can determine his guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Right? Also it's like where are you going to go if you're out? <laughs> Oh my God, he's gonna go shack up with fucking Casey Anthony and OJ. Just and that's gonna be a reality show. Just the three of us. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just the three of them and like some Netflix cameras. Instead of uh, because Lisa Vanderpump is overserved, his is just overturned. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, oxygen. I hope you're listening. Give us a call. (laughs) Give us a call. Speaking of oxygen, so there's actually a big update in the Crystal Rogers case. She disappeared. She was dating the guy Brooks Houck. He had connections to small Kentucky town police department. Um, Basically, like we knew it was him, but like nobody could prove it. Mm -hmm. So now it hasn't been proven yet, but there are there's some movement. There's some updates. So remember back when we said the FBI was on the case. Yeah, well, they did not fuck around. So they Mm -hmm. have begun ex they yes, they did not. They have begun excavating a property in Bardstown and their investigation, which has been going on for a year, zeroed in on a subdivision in Bardstown called Woodlawn Springs. And WLKY reports that guess who owns multiple properties in Woodlawn Springs. Yeah, we know who it's Brooks. Brooks, it's Brooks Hook. The hoax is up. Hoax. The hoax is up. Yeah. And um, once again, just as a friendly reminder, Brooks is the only person to ever be named a suspect in the case. Mm -hmm. So recently, the FBI spent about 14 hours searching this subdivision and have now apparently zeroed in. 
they're excavating. We do not know what they found yet, if anything, but I think we can all rest assured that moves are being made. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't want info from that grandma. I don't know. Oh, the grandma. Is she is her car? What was it? I need her to know about the car. Oh, that grandma. I thought you meant Crystal's mom. No. Oh, oh, Crystal's mom. I saw an interview or a quote she gave where she just said, I hope that this is the truth. Or I hope that this is it. But uh, yeah. Brooks is grandma. Yeah. Yeah. With the white Buick. I know. So I, that's big. I, may, I feel like probably by tomorrow or this weekend, they will have more updates on that one. Yeah, I'm excited. And then I was also looking up the Delphi murders just because uh, oh, I decided sh- to go full circle. I think they had found this guy who's a potential suspect who was linked to another uh, murder of a child. Um, and I think now there's some sort of gag order, basically, where oh. they're, they're just not like releasing info to the public, um, which I think is a good sign. Let that me go a- to my article. I feel it's a good sign. Yes. So um, there was a man accused of trying to kill a nine year old and he was linked to the Delphi murders. Um, I don't know if I should read his name. I probably won't do that. Uh, We don't need that. Um, But oh, this was a month ago. But a month ago, the investigators imposed an information blackout on possible suspects, which I don't know what that really means. But my sort of take is like they need to have a lock on the information and they need nobody else to like fuck it up. Mm hmm. So that's that. I mean, we have some interesting updates. Who the heck knows what's going to happen with Scott Peterson? We'll find out, I think, probably next week. Yeah. Oh, I think after so. After that hearing. And yeah, but we'll be, we'll be all time. We'll be here to unpack it. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, we'll be back with some regular episodes, but we just had to do this emergency do this. update. And you're in for a fun doozy. We're interviewing uh, iconic host that I feel like most of you guys know next week as well. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's that on the updates, but we always, we do more updates on our Instagram at not another true crime. Follow us there. And we Same react time. all about it in the Facebook group, not another true crime group. Oh yes. Please answer the questions. That's my only humble request. Yes. We're talking about if we would buy haunted houses right now, I'm all for it. Or murder. You know, why not? Why not? Other than that, we'll be back next time and we'll be back with regular apps really soon. And thank you for listening. And please rate, review, subscribe as always. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. 